One of the lasting legacies of community I described uh, about in Gentry is how citizen, citizens rallied to stop a bank robbery. On March 31, 1923, the first National Bank building in Gentry was held up by the Al Spencer Gang. About noon on that day, the bandits drove into Gentry in a new Studebaker car they had stolen in Tulsa and uh, held, came into the, the bank building uh, with their guns ablazing, as some of the newspaper articles said. Uh, the cashier at the time, Mr. Covey, and three others were ordered to raise their hands and to give them the money in the bank vaults. Unbeknownst to the, uh, to the Spencer gang is that there was an alarm system in this brand new bank in 1923, and when the teller hit the button, the whole town rushed out into the streets to see what was going on at the bank. And a shootout ensued in the streets, and the Spencer gang fled over into Oklahoma, got away, but were later arrested. One of the members of the Al Spencer gang was a guy named Henry Wells. And when I was a kid growing up in Okisa, Osage County, Oklahoma, there was an old man sitting around, leaning on a cane always, like this. But he had big handlebar mustaches. The only picture I could find of Henry Wells is one taken at Wool Rock in about 1927 when Frank Phillips started having the outlaw lawman reunions picnic. Henry Wells did spend five years in McAllister, the state pen in Oklahoma. That's where he met Al Spencer. And so they planned stuff. People have pretty much decided that Henry Wells wasn't part of the robbery, part of the gang, but he did help in the planning and, and set it out. Don't know what happened for, for sure with Henry Wells from when he got out of prison in 1923 until a story in 1946 in the Pahuska newspaper saying, quote, uh, I'm going to retire from the banking business. Well, it, it was a tower that had a walkway built up on top of uh, one of the businesses on Main Street, which was Backer's Variety for years. I believe right along in there now. It's across from where Ace Hardware was. But we, it was manned 24-7, and we took volunteers, took uh, time periods. Maybe you'd be there from or three hours. Anytime a plane went over, you'd tell the direction it was going. And while there was a little plane, a big plane, because we didn't know the makes of all planes, but that was what it was for. It was reported. I, I don't know what it was reported just as soon as we saw it or what. When I was up there, I hadn't covered an area of time reporting, but I don't ever remember calling anything in. So I don't know how that worked. This was back in probably the early 50s. It had to be around the uh, around the middle 50s because I barely remember. I'm I was born in 55 and I barely remember going up there with my parents because it was such a um, interesting sort of scary thing yeah. to do. Everybody then thought it's a big deal that we were <laughs> going to get bombed by the Russians or something. Mm -hmm. In storm season, of course, you were there watching for tornadoes too. You know, it was a good view. But uh, I don't think it went on too long. I don't even know whether it lasted a year or two or not. But it could have been <clears throat> at the same time that some conflict was going on somewhere in the world with some country. I don't really remember. It's pretty, we thought it was a big deal because it was something real different. It actually started here in the sanctuary. Um, someone decided they needed to do a canned food drive and they had a table in the back corner and they started bringing in cans of food 
and the pastor decided that we should move it to the fellowship hall. They moved it to the fellowship hall and it grew into this, this big organization. Now it's a nonprofit organization all by itself, separate from the church, but well, of course it's still housed in the church. Mm-hmm. We're very blessed. We have, we have so many dedicated volunteers. Uh, most of them are retired people and this, this is what we do. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, we're here working on pantry stuff. But we also have, on Monday, we have a few people that actually have full-time jobs that take their day off to come and help us. We buy food from the food bank, and the families that are in need, especially due to COVID, a lot of people have come forward and they've lost their jobs, and they need food, and we just provide food. Um, We try to service everybody every 30 days but we know that it has been harder on people because of COVID, and so we sometimes relax about the 30 days, and we just we give everybody a certain box of dry food. We try to give everybody the same thing, and then we get a lot of food from, like Simmons and Tyson will give us chicken. We get food from Aldi's, and uh, Come and Go also gives us their day-old sandwiches, mm-hmm. and we just combine all that into a group. Um, a lot of times we get uh, food, the food bank will have boxes of dairy stuff, milk and cottage cheese and cheese, and we just give as much of that as we can to every family. There is no real qualification, you just need to need food. Um, I have a form from the food bank that they have, uh, we have partnered with the food bank, and so our, I log in online and I put in this basic information on every family. Um, it's not so that they can track that person, it's just so that they can track statistics. We average about 250 a month. The, um, the first week after COVID, we actually had 110 families come in. And that's families, not just people. Mm-hmm. Um, right now we average 50 to 60 a, a week. That's a lot. Families. Yeah. Yeah, and that's 200 people a week. So look on, on someone's face when they come in and get all this food and we give them as much as we can and sometimes we have a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and so we try to get you know give it all out Um, and the look on their face that the appreciation that someone does care Mm -hmm. that hope is not all gone we strive to actually be a beacon of hope to the community we know there are hard hard times going on and we want people to realize that there is still hope Mm -hmm. so he was diagnosed um the summer after his third grade year. And we had a couple of doctor's appointments and stuff and I did a lot of research. The doctor agreed with me and so we did some blood tests and he came back positive. And so we went to Little Rock to see a rheumatologist, which is a doctor that specializes in connective tissue diseases. And he diagnosed him with scleroderma then. He was nine. So, and he's going to be 12 next month. So this is our third year living with scleroderma. So it affects usually women between the ages of 20 and 40. And they're usually African-American women that it affects. So he is the rarest of rare. He's one in one million child that has this disease. So out of a million children, he is the only one that has it. But because he's a boy, he is one in three billion boys that has this. There's only one other boy in the United States that has the same disease that he has. Suzette Manning um, ha- and I were talking about um, getting some money together because I wanted to take Jacob to Disney World. 
it's a lot of walking. And so I wanted to take him while he was younger and he could still walk and not get super tired and uh, worn out and still enjoy the things, you know, that Disney World had to offer. And so she um, felt like God just laid it on her heart to make it a big benefit. And so she rounded up a bunch of the ladies in our community um, and they started putting together a very large exciting party that's all he thought it was was a party but they had money donated and we did it around halloween so people dressed up and then they had an auction and um wes evans um sold one of his gambler cars they auctioned that off um and then we had a pie auction while we were there and so we um the benefit night um ended up raising right around ten thousand dollars there was almost 300 people there that night so it, it ended up being a very large benefit all the food was donated everybody's time was donated so the community really came together to um, raise awareness and raise money uh, for us to take him to Disney and to support all of his medical travel needs and things like that he was very surprised I thought it was just a regular party and then all of a sudden a big humongous ticket comes out and then I hear behind me, you're going to Disney! <laughs> it could not have been as successful as it was without everyone in our community pitching in to help. And so I've had the opportunity to watch how the community has interacted with the library, starting by taking the Carl hardware store and turning it into the library. So we have this marvelous old building and I hear how proud people are about this building and they should be. It's, it's, it's a wonderful building. Uh, so our, our library was also awarded the um, American Institute of Arts National Library Award. I'll get the name wrong, but um, there are very few libraries that have ever had that. And so we have a lot to be proud of here and I think mm -hmm. citizens are. And we talk about support. Um, our library is fully supported by friends groups and volunteers. If it weren't for the Gentry Public Library Association, we wouldn't have the books that we have in this library. They make all of, all of the, the funds available for those, um, which tells me how much the community wants to support what's happening here. We have um, had seed exchange exchanges here which was a lot of fun and we've brought in master gardeners and master naturalists and, and all the those. beekeepers and, and the beekeepers and um, we can't forget the McKees we're yeah. sitting in the McKee community yeah, room we're sitting in the McKee community room and just how much they've supported our summer reading programs um, and, and other programs um, it's it's just been a very very pleasant surprise to see how much the community supports Right. what happens here at the library and um, of course then what happens throughout the rest of the community so yeah every day i see the community helping each other whether it be a family that um, has experienced a tragedy maybe a fire lo uh, loss of a loved one there was a funeral today um, and the community always comes together for each of us to help us through whatever it is we're struggling through whether it's difficulty putting food on our table um, a loss of a loved one, loss of a home, loss of a vehicle, give someone a ride to work, anything like that. We all come together to help each other.